This is the Ready for Baby podcast, a podcast about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond for new and expecting parents. I'm Gigi, a doula, newborn care specialist, and lactation educator. My goal is to streamline the newborn learning curve and empower parents. Before we dive in, have you shared the Ready for Baby podcast with your friends and loved ones yet? If you have, thank you so much. And if you haven't, it would make my day if you just took a moment to either share an episode or rate wherever you listen. Today, you'll hear my conversation with Nicole Kosh. Nicole is a hypnobirthing practitioner, certified hypnotherapist, fertility and birth doula, and all-around impassioned nerd surrounding topics such as fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, breastfeeding, attachment parenting, and human rights. Since 2014, she's been helping families feel more informed, confident, and empowered to achieve their goals as they welcome a new little soul into their lives. Nicole's also a mother to two sweet and energetic boys whose births open the gateway to her passion for the perinatal period and find new ways to delight and challenge her daily. I really hope you enjoy this chat with Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How's it going? Hi, it's good. Thanks for having me on. I am really eager to learn from you, know more about hypnobirthing. It is such an interesting kind of approach. So tell us about yourself. How did you get into the world of hypnobirthing and doula work and all of it? Yeah. So it started when I was pregnant with my first almost 10 years ago, or actually probably about 10 years ago, because he's going to be 10 in August, which is crazy. But like most pregnant women, I didn't know anything about giving birth and it sounded awful and terrifying and I was not excited, but I figured I would at least educate myself. So we had Kaiser and I was like, let's sign up for all the Kaiser classes and get ready for this baby. But partway through the hospital birthing class, I was even more scared than I was before because all they did was talk about complications and medications and pain. And I said, this is not going to work for me. So I went to my local bookstore and happened upon the hypnobirthing book by Marie Mongan. And as I was leafing through it, it just clicked. So it was like the clouds parted and the sun shone down on me. And this was what I had been looking for and needed. And it just spoke to me so thoroughly. So I bought the book. I devoured it cover to cover almost immediately. I also at some point had heard about doulas and ended up hiring a doula who was also a hypnobirthing instructor. And so we went and had our baby and it was an uncomplicated, intense, but not painful, unmedicated vaginal birth in the hospital. And it was such an empowering and transformative experience that I couldn't shut up about it afterwards. All my friends were asking me like, oh, how was your birth? And oh, you didn't get an epidural. That's weird. Why would you not do that? And I just explained that it wasn't needed. And this is what I did. So I was as we say, caught by the birth bug. <laughs> I knew I wanted to get into birth work. So I trained to become a hypnobirthing educator while I was still working full time and started teaching classes and it was great. And then when I became pregnant with my second, I also trained to become a birth doula and the rest is history. I have never stopped being obsessed and love it so much. I have since become a fertility doula and a certified hypnotherapist as well. So I love all the things. And yeah, so hypnobirthing has kind of a unusual name that people have a hard time connecting with because they think, oh, 
hypnosis? Am I going to be like under a trance? Is it going to be weird? But really the program is a comprehensive series. So it has everything that you would need for a normal birth class to learn about birth physiology and birth preferences and advocating for yourself and all that type of stuff, labor positions, physical comfort measures, that kind of thing. But we also go over the philosophy of hypnobirthing, which is really a mindset shift where we believe that in a healthy pregnancy with a healthy baby, birth physiology should not be incredibly difficult or severely painful that we know from looking at neuroscience and biology that in the absence of fear and tension, we can eliminate or reduce the amount of pain that people experience. And so we use different methods throughout the course to help people release a lot of the fears that they have about giving birth work on creating a positive expectation, a positive mindset through affirmations, work on deep breathing techniques, because breath work is incredibly powerful for the body and stress reduction. We have rapid relaxation techniques so that we can really train our bodies to get into a relaxed state very quickly, because the more relaxed your body and your mind is, the faster and easier labor goes whether or not you actually have medication. And also these techniques work really well when you're in labor and you only have a couple of minutes between your contractions or we call them surges. So those are really powerful. We also have visualizations that help with goal setting and achievement as well as relaxation. And then the hypnosis part, which is the thing that people are like, what is this weird hippie nonsense? (laughs) But hypnosis is just a word that we use to describe a deep level of relaxation that we go in and out of daily anyway. It's sort of the in-between state of consciousness that you have right before you fall asleep, right before you wake up. When you're in bed and you're trying to wake up, you can't quite open your eyes and you're still sort of there, but not there. It's also the state that we enter into when we're highly focused on an activity and tuning out distractions, like in a flow state, engrossed in a good book. So it's a state of being that we're already familiar with. We just utilize it to create change in the subconscious and help to relax the body, which is really powerful when so many people are deeply afraid of giving birth. (laughs) And it helps during the labor process as well to keep things comfortable and moving along smoothly. That's such a good explanation of it. And I feel like I mean, all birth workers, but a lot of people can relate to that experience of you go to Kaiser, you go to your local hospital, and it's focused on interventions. It's focused on these are all of the things that can go wrong, which it is important to know to have those plans. But when you have someone who is having a normal physiological birth, when we are already putting all of those interventions and things that can go wrong out there, that's what they're thinking of. Right. Instead of the way that you can avoid those things or your mindset. So I think eliminating that fear is something that most people, we need interventions for some people we need. That's not to say no one should learn about those. Everybody should learn about them, but absolutely, we need to also start from the base of this can be this beautiful kind of experience. And for all births, it can be like that. Yeah. If you have absolutely the right tools, right? 
So who do you picture hypnobirthing being for? Literally everyone. (laughs) That's what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. Well, it's a big misconception that people think that hypnobirthing is only for people having like home births or an unmedicated birth or a vaginal birth even. And honestly, as I've evolved through my career doing this work, more and more my focus becomes just limiting or eliminating the amount of trauma that can be experienced. So as opposed to focusing on medication or not medication or any of that stuff that really at the end of the day doesn't super matter, I want to make sure that these babies are entering the world with as little trauma and stress as possible, as well as their parents, of course. And I think that that can be achieved no matter what the plan is or the type of person it is that's giving birth. And I have taught, I don't even know at this point, I think over 600 families in Orange County and other places, thanks to Zoom. And I have seen this method work for, of course, the unmedicated vaginal home births and all of that. But I have seen it be really transformative for people who do end up getting medication because whether the (laughs) labor unfolded as they expected or didn't, which most of the time it doesn't unfold exactly how we plan or expect, but they're not afraid of the twists and turns. They're more confident with being able to handle things that don't go to plan. So even when interventions come into the picture They feel like, okay, I've got this. I can navigate this. I know how to advocate. I know how to ask good questions. And I know how to keep myself calm, which helps my baby to be calm, which means both of us are going to be healthy throughout the rest of this process, no matter what comes next. And that includes for cesareans as well. I I have had so many people say, this is how it ended up, but I'm so grateful because it was a really calming experience. And I've even had people like, let's say they've had a cesarean for their first birth and we're really hoping for a vaginal birth the second time. They've even gone on to have repeat C-sections that they said were really healing just from the shift they made in their preparation and who they chose as their care provider and just the knowledge they acquired. So Yeah, it really is for everyone, not to mention, like, even if you're planning to get pain medication, you don't always get it immediately. And sometimes it doesn't work effectively. So it's really, really good to have something like this as a plan A and everything else can be a plan B because I see trauma happen the other way, right? Like when people are only counting on pain medication And then they don't have it for some reason. Anesthesiologist is busy or it doesn't take or something goes wrong and they have nothing else and they're just miserable. So I think that's important as well. And I've also had the complete spectrum of personalities come through my classes. So of course I've had like the woo woo hippie yoga instructors who've been doing breath work and meditation their whole lives. And then I've also had really, really type a super busy corporate people come through who don't have time for anything. And sometimes I think they actually love it more than anybody else because they need it the most. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's so interesting. I definitely relate to that. I'm a type A person. Most of my clients are kind of type A. So first I want to ask, Do you feel like hypnobirthing is really like a partner similar to Bradley? Do you think it's like a partner or you need a support person to kind of be, if you're delivering in a hospital, especially like 
to be that caretaker of your emotional space or physical space? Do you feel like hypnobirthing is something that you're doing, you're in the zone, or you need to be including your partner, your support person to like protect you in that space? Yeah, that's a good question. I honestly feel like everybody giving birth needs a support person to protect their space, whether they do hypnobirthing or broadly or what or nothing. I think that, and there's research that shows that any type of continuous labor support is profoundly impactful in terms of interventions and um, trauma and things like that. So across the board, I think having support is critical. The nice thing about hypnobirthing though, is because I've had a wide range of people come through my classes, it is something that if let's say I've had people whose partners are deployed or they travel a lot for work and they can't come to classes and maybe they bring their mom or their sister or a doula or something to class instead. So, or I've actually just had moms come by themselves. I've also had single by choice moms come through my class. So they can do it by themselves. Like hypnobirthing is something you can do just for you and you can utilize all the techniques and you don't necessarily require somebody to facilitate it for you. At the same time, there is lots for partners to do. So I know a lot of people love Bradley method because of the partner inclusion and the role that they play, which I think is great. Hypnobirthing has that as well. There are a lot of techniques that I ask students to practice together if they can. There are scripts for the partner to read to help her go into hypnosis into a relaxed state. There's physical techniques that I have them do. So it's like a buffet of options. There's something for everybody and every type of family and every type of personality. And it's really like, choose your own adventure. So I say, if you've got a partner who's, because some of these dads are like, I want to do everything. I want to catch the baby. I want to do all the things. And then some of these dads are like, I am terrified of blood and all of this. And I'm just going to be in the corner. And that's all fine. There's ways that both of those partners and everybody in between can participate in the method and the course. Thank you for answering that. And then I want to jump back to the type A. You spoke about <laughs> the rapid relaxation. Can you explain a little bit more of that? I've never heard of that. So it's a set of different techniques. So rapid relaxation basically just means you're getting into a relaxed state really quickly. And the way that all of these techniques work is we're creating a conditioned response in your body. So essentially there's a cue of some kind or a technique that you do that if you practice it over and over and over and over and over again, when you use it later, you are able to go into that deeply relaxed state almost instantly. So it's kind of like a Pavlovian response. The dog drools when the bell is rung. So for example, we can use words like trigger words, or I, we create like a birth word in the class that helps them have like a goal. And when they hear or think or speak that word, they take a deep breath and they're instantly brought into a relaxed state in their body. Or we have um, something called a zonal relaxation where you're breathing and relaxing your body physically from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And yeah, there's just different types of techniques like that. And it's just a lot of conditioning your body to relax your muscles quickly and easily, which is actually harder than you would think. <laughs> 
we don't relax so easily. We're all pretty wound up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am. I am for sure. So you're training your body. And is this something that you're doing just kind of as the surge comes? Or is it something that we're aiming? I mean, I'm thinking of like a really long birth. Yeah. How are you balancing like being in that kind of calm state versus I'm going to go eat or I'm going to watch a show? Are we just trying to stay on like good, low kind of frame of mind the whole time? Or is it like we're going in waves? Got it. So a lot of the work of hypnobirthing is actually done during pregnancy. I like for students to really just make these techniques a part of their everyday life so that when labor happens, it's just something they're using that they've already been practicing that they don't have to think too much about just like they would probably use it anytime they weren't feeling well. Or I mean, 10 years later, I still use these techniques all the time. I mean, when you're a parent, you need some breath work practice, let me tell you. So it's natural. It comes naturally to them. And of course, if things come up, there are tools they can utilize. So really, it's not a prescription for how to labor. Everybody can labor however intuitively feels best for them. So some people labor really quietly and really calmly. Some people want to be more active and more upright and more moving around and making more noise. And all of that is fine. What I do suggest, which I think most doulas suggest this as well, like when labor starts, it's time to just go to sleep and chill out. <laughs> and that's usually the mistake most, especially first time parents make because they're excited. So they are up to the hospital. Yeah. And like going to the hospital way early, which is too early to do that. So yeah, usually the focus in early labor is to just relax as much as possible. And that's a really good time to start getting into your hypnosis and your relaxation. And then it's easier to maintain as you're moving through labor. But yeah, I mean, labor, of course, comes and goes. So usually students will develop some kind of ritual for each surge. And it often includes the breath work along with maybe a visualization or counting or a ritual that they've created that works for them. And in between each surge, it's all about going completely limp and relaxed so that you can rest as much as possible. Because yeah, what if labor is... 24 hours or more, we really need to make sure to conserve our energy as long as possible. And even for folks who have an epidural, I actually had a doula client recently who did get an epidural. And she said that she used visualization to help her body open up to help her cervix open up because she wasn't like progressing very much. And in a short amount of time, her visualization and her relaxation, she was complete and ready to push with just a couple of hours of doing the visualization with an epidural. So it's really amazing how effective these techniques can be in a variety of different situations, no matter how you use them in labor. That's beautiful. So it's like kind of, we're filling up the toolkit, Yep. but it's about front loading. We're practicing and we're mm -hmm. figuring that out. And that's something that I advocate with clients too. We don't want to get to the birthing center, the hospital, or be at home and just figure out in that moment, we don't want to be touched <laughs> at all. That's something we want to figure out beforehand, right? Yep. So practicing and working on all of that. And so you also talked about, and this was something we talked about before we hopped on that. I feel like this is something you could really use in the fourth trimester. And just like, like you said, the breath work of 
kids, being a parent. So what are your favorite tools for maybe the fourth trimester nursing and just having a baby and then also just like being a parent? How do these tools get you through all of the tough times of feeling like you're going to yell at your kids? (laughs) Or actually yelling at your kids. Yeah. Oh, definitely (laughs) actually yelling at your kids. (laughs) I know. So honestly, all the tools that we learn are not specific to pregnancy and birth. So we are, well, with maybe the exception of the recordings that they listen to at night, the language in there is specific to pregnancy and birth, but the other stuff we learn is it's breath work and it's physical relaxation and it's cue words and it's visualization. And all of that can translate into postpartum and parenting very easily. Like I said, I continue to use these a decade later. And I even give my students a postpartum relaxation audio track for them to listen to and encourage them to carve out time during postpartum for themselves to get like that half an hour of relaxation and tapping into that part of themselves that they had been practicing. So they're very used to it, but it's easy to let that go to the wayside postpartum. And what's nice about hypnobirthing is we also have statistics that show that postpartum mood disorders are reduced when people do hypnobirthing. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they already have this foundation for this way to take care of themselves. So let's say you're breastfeeding and going as it goes in the beginning, right? Like it's tough and your baby's crying and you don't know why, and you haven't slept and then you're upset and then your baby picks up on that and they're upset that you're upset and it's just a hot, hot mess. Well, even just some calm, slow, deep breathing can really help to co-regulate both of you, both the mom and the baby. And that may help, you know, with nursing. There's also different techniques that I don't really specifically share in our hypnobirthing class, but different visualizations and affirmations you can use for breastfeeding, for creating milk, for feeding your baby, even if it's not specific to breastfeeding. There's visualizations that you can use to help your body heal. The body is a miraculous thing that wants to heal itself. So if recovery is hard, there's things that it can translate to for that. Getting better sleep. That's actually one of the, I think the best things is when you have a newborn, you're getting like just a nap every once in a while. You're never really getting those long, deep stretches of sleep. And it's hard because you're like, okay, I fed the baby. I changed the baby. Baby's asleep. Now I have to fall asleep, but you're wide awake. So a lot of the techniques we use in hypnobirthing can be utilized for that to go to sleep very quickly so that you can maximize that time before the baby's up again and needs to be fed. So yeah, when you want to scream at your kids as toddlers, (laughs) just take a minute to breathe. And I've actually taught a ton of these techniques to my own kids. We do breath work all the time. It helps to teach them how to regulate their nervous system. I have used it during potty training because the breath that we use to do pushing is we also call it poop breathing because that's how you kind of practice it is when you're on the toilet. And so if I always say, if my three-year-old can learn how to breathe their poop out like this, then adults can do it too. And yeah, I've used the relaxation techniques with my kids. So it's really a gift for the whole family forever. 
<laughs> yes, totally. It's so funny. I have my oldest who it was a couple of weeks ago that I was like, he was really upset. And I was like, let's take a deep breath. And he was like, I do not want to take a deep <laughs> breath. And I was like, okay, that's the only tool I have right now. <laughs> we'll find something else to work. Yeah, uh, I know. So- Mine do that to me too, because I'm always like, let's breathe. And sometimes they're like, no. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes it helps to just hold them and breathe like yourself instead yeah. of telling them what to do. I but- bring in tapping, subtle tapping. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's very, so very things. subtle. They don't notice. Uh, so my last question, if you're in a birth, you're a birth doula, what is your number one go-to works for everybody, every type of birth kind of tool that you use for those surges, your favorite? Oh, it's hard to pick a favorite. So as a doula, I don't actually, it's funny. I don't actually facilitate a whole lot of the hypnobirthing, right? Because they've sort of internalized it, but the tools I generally use are touch and then the breath work. So the breath work is always key. And it's so hard when you're in labor to remember to breathe and how to breathe. So it's a lot of repetition of like breathing deeply with them, modeling the breath, and then also touch. So we do a lot of light touch massage, like just utilizing the back of your fingernails or lightly with your palms. I've never met somebody in labor who didn't love that kind of touch because it's light enough that it's not overwhelming. And yet it stimulates endorphin production, which is your body's natural painkillers. So very, very effective. And then another thing that I use a lot is a shoulder anchor. So you're literally just placing your hands on the other person's shoulders and pressing down, and it helps to really ground them into their body and down into their pelvis and into the experience. Because sometimes, especially when labor gets pretty intense, we tend to rise up and try to run away from it. So it helps to bring them down and calm their nervous system. So I would say those are the things I do the most probably. That's so interesting. Yeah. I also do the shoulder touch and I feel like I had a chiropractor on a little while ago who was talking about how when you're in that kind of shoulder crunching position that your body's going into fight or flight. And Mm -hmm. that for me kind of made the connection of, okay, when we're pulling, we're bringing our shoulders back. If that's like, birth and or postpartum that we're like reminding our bodies like you're safe, mm-hmm. which is something we need during birth and postpartum. Yeah. So thank you so much for this conversation. Can you tell me how can people get in touch with you? You're in Orange County. And then how can people get in touch with your classes, but also learn more about hypnobirthing in general? Yeah. So I'm on Zoom these days for classes. So anybody anywhere can join as long as it makes sense for their time zone. But my website is mindbodybabyoc.com. I also have a doula collective. So I've partnered with some really amazing doulas in the community and I've trained them through hypnobirthing so that they can better support students who take this method. So it's been really great. I love being able to connect families with all the amazing resources that are available. And yeah, there's a lot of great hypnobirthing resources in general. The book that the the like basic book that everybody reads is called Hypnobirthing the Mongan Method by Marie Mongan. That's always a great place to start. But yeah, you Google hypnobirthing and there's a lot of information out there, but I have information on my website as well. I try to be as active as possible on Instagram, but I'm not always successful, but I'm on there as Mind Body Baby OC. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
And that's the end of my conversation with Nicole Kosh. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit more about hypnobirthing. And I'll see you back here in two weeks.